Welcome to the Proclaim and Defend podcast, a ministry of the Foundations Baptist Fellowship International. We seek to encourage and inform pastors on modern day topics from a biblical perspective. Our mission is to bring together like-minded Baptists to collaborate in glorifying God through fulfilling the Great Commission. On February 13, 2023, Matthew Loftus at MirrorOrthodoxy.com published an article entitled, You Can't Redeem the Culture by Having More Kids. This has been a sort of a mantra for the homeschool movement for the last 25 years or so. After all, Islam is taking Europe through immigration and population growth in the same way, isn't it? This brings up a long-held conversation about Christians and culture that has long dominated academic discussion for the last decade. The problem with Loftus' article is that the real question is, should we even bother trying to redeem the culture? He likens the Have More Kids movement to the Christian college movement of the last century. Christian colleges were heralded as great institutions to defend the faith and advance the impact of Christianity in the culture and in the world. There can be no doubt that Christian colleges have had significant impact. That impact is diminishing with the corrupting ideals of secular academia that increasingly encroach upon the foundational principles of Christian higher education. Loftus argues that it's not enough just to homeschool, have more kids and send them to Christian schools or even Christian colleges. He cites a study that missionary kids tend to maintain their faith at higher rates than, than in the average Christian homes. Here's the quote. A survey that is also likely subject to some sampling bias, found that 80% of missionary kids remain Christians into adulthood. Here, one of the most variables involved the parents' commitment to ministry. Kids who felt as though their parents prioritized ministry over them were much less likely to be believers as adults. He argues that Christian homes have to be fundamentally different from otherwise traditional families in the culture. Again, a quote, I have long argued that a family that is otherwise indistinguishable from their unbelieving middle-to-upper-class neighbors in terms of where they choose to live and how they spend their money is probably not different enough to make a difference. If your basic outlook on life is still functionally treats financial security and physical comfort as your primary life goals, then homeschooling and family discipleship can easily be perceived as different wallpaper on the same house. Overall, it's a good article, but it ignores the core issue at the heart of his thesis, and that's the cultural mandate versus the Great Commission. Believers have failed in the cultural mandate ever since it was declared in Genesis 1.28. The most glaring failure was the fall of Adam and Eve in Genesis 3. I would argue that no generation of human beings since creation has fulfilled the cultural mandate as Genesis 1.28 envisions it. The failure of humanity in becoming inwardly righteous or impacting its surroundings for righteousness, either through industry or law, has been the schoolmaster that has shown us our sinfulness and frailty and driven us to Christ. This is why having more children fails. The presumption that covenant children will make a difference is fundamentally flawed. Every child is born a sinner is not in any way spiritually transformed through infant baptism or any other spiritual activity, and will be as lost as any other human being outside of that child accepting the transforming gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. The thinking that just having children, baptizing them as infants, and raising them in a church-going homes will make a significant difference in our culture is futile. The meager Christianity that that thinking produces can be more damaging than no Christianity at all. It can inoculate children against the true work of the Spirit, and nominal Christianity is a reproach in the world. We have a gospel mandate that makes the dominion mandate redundant. Our mandate in this age is the Great Commission. 
Make disciples of Jesus Christ, genuine, deep, self-sacrificing reflections of the character of Christ in personal heart and life. Those who genuinely trust Christ should identify with him in baptism, and we must emphasize that there is no such thing as trust in Christ until there is a conversion, salvation experience in the heart. It's not just that the Bible does not teach pedo-baptism. It's that the Bible teaches believer's baptism. Our children are as lost in sin as any unbeliever anywhere in the world, and they should be the objects of our Great Commission efforts as much as any unbeliever anywhere. The Great Commission is a command that must be obeyed. It requires energetic, self-sacrificing, evangelistic activity. It requires supernatural work of the Holy Spirit and opening hearts. It will be individually transforming, and if not, it's not real faith. Our command in this age is to make disciples, not redeem the culture. If we effectively make disciples, redemption of the culture will be a byproduct of that effort. If we seek to redeem the culture in any way apart from the Great Commission, we will miserably fail. We must be actively engaging the culture as a natural outworking of our Christian faith. Our worldview impacts how we vote, what we buy, where we will go, what we will watch. However, our defense of those behaviors in the world is not based on the merits of the behavior itself, but rather on a love for God that can only be expressed by a regenerate person. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Make disciples of Jesus Christ. Make disciple makers of Jesus Christ. And so fulfill the command of Christ in this age. The complete redemption of the culture will occur when Jesus sits on the throne, ruling with a rod of iron. This was the mission of the first century church. And it is just... This has been the Proclaim and Defend podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and give us a good review. If you want to learn more about the FBFI, check out our website at fbfi.org or our blog, Proclaim and Defend, at proclaimanddefend.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Proclaim and Defend podcast.